0: hey common scientists this week on common science we will be focusing on questions surrounding the topic of magic and i know this may not seem like it's synonymous to science or like it's related to science however it's related to people and human nature in a lot of different ways and we'll get into this as we continue but to start off i want you to think of some unexplainable moment that you've likely had in your lifetime was it a miracle was it magic do you know what it was was it a trick these are all questions that people are asking very frequently and i think an interesting question to kick it off for dre and aiden and myself is is there a world or a magical item that we've read about or heard about that we are most excited to potentially exist or that we are most fixated on?
1: Uh, So this is Aiden and for me, uh, Harry Potter was huge as it was for many, many people. And um, to me, it was very much a miracle just even, even reading the Harry Potter books, how much they resonated with me and how much they were a page turner and I found this awesome quote as well related to magic and science and harry potter um and here it goes so if newton had not voyaged through strange seas of thought alone someone else would have if marie curie had not lived we still would have discovered the radioactive elements of polonium and radium but if jk rowling had not been born we would have never known about harry potter that is why Master Harry means so much to me. Science may be special, but Harry, as a work of art, is more so. Harry Potter is unique, um, and that just really got me thinking about science and magic and, and this idea of like miracles and unique moments. Um, Dre, what about you?
2: I did not see that quote coming. That was <laughs> well. I did not see it. Even when we were reading it, I did not expect it to go there. That's really interesting. There's definitely... And I know JK has a quote about... She doesn't believe in the kind of magic that's in her books, but she believes that magic can happen while you're reading the book. Something quote like that. That type of magic is interesting. Obviously, we just call it like human experience and this and that. But I'm like, man, it feels like magic, though, when you have those unique or like those sublime or... I mean, even like love, obviously. But I don't know. It's really interesting. Um... For me, I would want and obviously I'm reading Aragon right now, so I'm a little bit biased, but I want a dragon, I want to be a rider, man. I want that, that soul bond, that mental link, that just sounds fire to me. I'm like, how could you not want a dragon? That you can tell you're connected telepathically to. Like that's just it's
1: tough. Tough to beat that.
0: <laughs> okay, so Aiden yours was Harry Potter.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And Dre, yours is Aragon. And what world does that take place in? Do you remember what it's called?
2: Uh, I don't know what the world essentially is, but the country Mm -hmm. that they're in is Alagisha.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I I don't know if I can choose even. Um, I think the idea of being able to spell cast with your hands is something that I really resonate with versus a wand. Or I might say that I would most hope a magic carpet exists because hmm. the idea of of flight and intelligent items really fascinates me. So specifically, I'm talking about Aladdin, and that was a childhood favorite of mine that was allowed. So.
2: Yeah, were you a big toy story fan?
0: Toy Story was really scary to me, actually. Um, as a kid, I did watch all the Toy Story movies, but it was scary to me.
2: Hmm. I thought maybe just like, because I was as a young boy playing with action figures. I was obsessed with action figures, and I just always wish they would come. Like, my ma- your imagination's really good. At least mine was when I was a kid. So like, it did. It definitely felt like they were alive. But as I got older, I was like, come on, man, just let me catch you on camera talking it up uh yeah being able to animate items would be really dope mm-hmm. that'd be fire give them like speaking of the animal episode breathe some life into them make them you know that'd be cool <laughs> um yeah so magic <laughs> i think one thing that's really cool about magic or really interesting to me is there's a lot of times there's this divide similar to like technology or science or religion it's that same thing with magic i feel like a lot of times but then there's also the famous quote that Aiden has memorized.
1: Uh, yeah, I got it down pretty good. What is it? So this is a quote by Arthur C. Clarke, and he's a science fiction author and futurist inventor. Um, and the quote is that sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic.
2: Yeah, and I think that's so true. And I think that's such a powerful quote. Because, yeah, 100%, if you t- take an iPhone in the 1700s, that's not going to be technology to Like, if you travel back in time, that's not going to be technology to them. It's so far beyond their understanding of what's possible that it's magic. And I think that's kind of what magic is, isn't it? Like, isn't it? I, maybe you guys can give your kind of own idea of it. But for me, it's kind of like something that's beyond what you believe is
1: possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing that, like, tied to that quote, and then you talking about the magic carpet was like drones and Mm. like hoverboards and how we're getting to that point. Um yeah, so it's definitely something that I think about as well. I do I do think that magic has to do with this pushing the the realm of what we think is physically possible. What are some of your reactions, Lauren?
0: I agree that magic in the sense of the word and how people think of it is whatever is beyond explanation or beyond what we perceive as science.
2: Yeah. Yeah. As we go on, there's two things I think are, could, well, one could happen if there's alien life that at some point contact us. They could be so far advanced or they could, they could also not just be like a carbon-based life form, but, Um, they could be so different from us that they could just be perceived as magic. Um, for example, when, I don't know, a thousand years ago, if somebody saw an octopus change color, they might be like, that's a magical creature. Mm
1: -hmm. Even like
2: creatures like giant lizards and crocodiles that inspired dragons and like the kraken that inspired sea serpents because all these old timey sailors would see these huge, like sea serpent looking things that were tentacles, um, you know, flowing through the water and they'd be like, man, like. Like the ocean is terrifying. There's all these monstrosities out here, um, so yeah, things that are just beyond our explanation. I think more to come. We'd be very arrogant and very foolhardy to think that they're not. Now we just call it a different name, right? We just got we just got like unknown, <laughs> but it's like yeah, it's kind of magic, you know. Um, and I think what's the other thing that's really cool and what I'm really really fascinated and what has me focused a lot on uh, the future is I think we're gonna be able to create. It's, if if we don't destroy ourselves, I think we'll be able to create some of these fantasy worlds that we're talking about. For example, I know we have we obviously have laser beams now, not to the extent of like a lightsaber or like some of these crazy death rays and stuff, but we have lasers. And if you would have brought that up, you know, some time ago, it's like that's that's something that people never thought was possible to be able to control light in that way. Mm. And I think at some point we'll be able to like genetically engineer probably not a dragon in the mythical fantastical sense we think of because anatomically I'm probably not going to fly, but like a flying lizard, I think we can definitely genetically engineer that someday. And I think that's going to be a cool period where we can kind of like, I don't know, like maybe genetically engineer some gills on us and now we're mermaids and stuff like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. You bring up a lot of like thinking about the future in particular, like a lot of different, um, like one thought that brings me back to is if you can dream it you can build it and like what is within the the realm of physical possibility in a lot of cases there's just this like bizarre phenomena where i mean somebody at one point dreamed up the light bulb before they ever existed right or somebody at one point dreamed up a laptop before it ever existed and like this idea or this tension between like human Capacity to dream and then capacity to create is is definitely fascinating to me Um, Yeah,
0: I think that's the most exciting thing to me about the idea of magic and how far we've come evolutionarily and also technologically since the beginning of human existence is That yeah, if you can dream it you can build it. I mean imagine where we're at right now, and how fast we see technology advance in our lifetimes, and like you said, Dre, the idea that our kids or our kids' kids could live in the worlds that we read about, is exciting to me.
2: Yeah, it's super exciting. It gives me—I can't—I think there's a, a word for it, like a, a neologism or something. But it's like where you get like nostalgic about the life you haven't—you're not going to live. Because like, at this point, I don't think they'll be able to extend our lives hundreds of years. I think they will at some point, but not in our lifetime. And I just know we're so close that it's like it sucks to be this close to it and be like, yo, we're this close to seeing. like I don't know. Maybe we'll see Mars colonized. I don't know. Elon Musk is doing some crazy things. But it's yeah. like we're so close to seeing a truly magical realm. Um, and I guess that's probably what every generation thinks, right? I don't know, like maybe if you were born in 19, to, I don't to talk. there's probably people who are like 100 years old right now, right? I wonder if they think it's magic or, do, you know, what do they think about the world?
0: Yeah, but. I think a lot of what we do in modern science is a lot like magic. I, it's interesting to me that we will even practice medicine that we don't understand very well and it will create a desired result therefore we call it medicine and even still we and when I say we I mean the proverbial scientific community um which is a little maybe elevating for my own status but (laughs) (laughs) Um, don't know how it works we don't yeah um and we can shoot concentrated laser beams at cancerous tumors and make them disappear We can scan your body with particles that no one can see, whether they're magnetic or other, to create images. We can do crazy things with science and the human body and medicine that we don't call magic because we have a desired result. But I think there are even many times where we don't exactly know how the mechanism works.
1: One thing that that brought to mind in particular is that you'll have a lot of like, so not knowing how the mechanism works at one point there was somebody who did, though, that's like the that was like attention that I was just thinking of is is you have a lot of people like who a lot of nurses will use ultrasound. At one point there was like a team of people or a guy who was like, you know, that's what we should build. and so I was just thinking about the idea of magicians and, and like, in history and, and like, who, who are the, the magicians and, and like, cause in, even in Harry Potter, there's this separation of like, of these magical people from the, the rest. Um, so it's just kind of,
0: and what does a modern day of. magician look like? Are they a futurist or are they studying the past? Can we learn from written magic, written accounts of these worlds, or should we be focused on building? I think there's really actually more of a tension there.
2: Hmm. Didn't they call Edison the Wizard of Menlo?
1: I have not heard that, but I would I would believe it. I think that's anyway. what
2: they call the Menlo Park, was like where he lived and like did his experiments whatever, did mm-hmm. his inventions. I'm pretty sure they called him the Wizard of Menlo, which brings up an interesting thought for me is like so you can kind of think of the impossible in two different lights you can think of it as like anything that ever is possible always was possible or you can think of it as like at one point that was not possible until this you know what i mean by that it's like until somebody invented this that was out of your reach of possibility that was outside of your reality why. it wasn't possible at some point right so that's kind of a fascinating academy. and that kind of does make these inventors and these scientists and these people like Einstein, Newton, uh, Edison, Tesla, these people
0: who Elon. push
2: the bounds. Of Elon, the push the bounds of reality, and it's like, whoa, like, Mar- this dude is like, because talking about the Overton, bringing it back to the Overton window, this dude is talking about living. Elon is talking about living on Mars. That's bonkers. Like, remember, like when people used to be like Lost City of Atlantis and like. Maybe make an oasis like Vegas in the middle of the desert. Like, we used to, like, like, now he's like, no, let's just live on Mars. And it's like, man, that's not some sort of wizardry. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, that's just, like, dude, like, the way that he's thinking and the way that... Something that you two said earlier, um, Aiden, about... Or, you I guess you guys both used to quote about whatever you dream you can create or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, that's, like, to me, that's, like, kind of a form of magic. Because I'm sh- like, I'm... There's psychological stuff in this and that. That kind of, like, explains it away. But for me... I'm like, man, the, the idea, even though, like, Confucius saying um, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're both right, it's like, the, the mind is that powerful, and to your point about medicine, the placebo effect, and then your mind, slash brain, just makes your, just heals your body, because it believes whatever you're getting and whatever is happening is going to heal you, that's called the placebo effect, it's a real thing, it's, uh, it's been studied a thousand gazillion times, and it's like, how is that not magic? <laughs> how is that not magic?
0: Dang, yeah. I also think of a modern example of magic being hypnotism. It's something that I have both seen and experienced. I cannot explain. I've seen and heard people try to explain it um, regarding states of consciousness. And I mean, that's a whole rabbit hole you can get into. But that, in my mind, is outside of science a magic that i've seen and i can't explain and some people might call it an art some people might call it science
1: even uh more mainstream than even hypnotism i think it was i think it was freud who talked about like the i mean just talk therapy and how effective Mm. it was and like he was just like yeah i started talking to patients and their problems got better I don't know how it's working. And so that's when a lot of his theoretical stuff came through, but like just this idea of like, I don't know how it's working, but like, yeah, it's working. Like this, yeah, in that example, it's this phenomena of just getting your ideas out somehow helps your, your brain align, um, whether it be, I mean, so for me personally, I've noticed like journaling is one, like why, what is it about just writing Words that nobody else will read, makes me feel better. Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Yeah, and phenomenon that kind of, I mean, that word kind of means like things we can't explain, right? Things that happen that we can't explain. And obviously, hardcore scientists or whatnot or skeptics or whatever, your normal people, they are like, oh, like just because you can't explain anything doesn't make it magic. But I don't know, like I know sometimes we kind of get this. Sometimes on the podcast, it's like sometimes you're just playing around with words. I'm like. How's this stuff not magic like how is the placebo effect and these these things with therapy and writing and other things that have been really popularized and studied with psychology and that's part of the reason why a lot of people don't consider psychology science because it's like it's so many things that we can't explain but it's like i consider it science because it's things that are been are being studied controlled experimented and proven over and over again that they exist and that they happen um so that stuff is definitely a lot of that's I mean, just the fact, I don't know, it goes back to, like, we can't explain it, it just seems like modern magic, and it's just, like, it's really cool that some of these things can still bewilder us, and everything's not just, you know, ones and zeros.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of bewilderment, I think, Dre, you had talked previously about the psychology of destruction, or the psychology of thinking we see something that we don't see, or vice versa, seeing something that didn't actually happen, Mm -hmm. and I wonder if you could expand more on that, because I think often we will think of that also as magic, but there's a lot of brain chemistry that goes behind how and why those things occur.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's a couple, I mean, there's a ton, obviously, but there's a couple um, prominent types of blindness. So, one is like your blind spot, like the optic nerve. So, there's a spot on your retina, the back of your eye, which light hits and captures the image up and then flips it upside down or whatever in your brain. Um, or it's captured upside down and your brain flips it, writes it up. So, there's that part, and the optic nerve connects to that. in in the optic nerve, it doesn't have those sensors. So, that's a blind spot. Any light that's shining onto your optic nerve is going to be, you can't perceive it. Now, That means that, and you guys have probably experienced this, um, like the pencil thing where you move the pencil into your blind spot, a lot of people experience that like in high school science, and it's really fascinating because you didn't realize that so much of your world you were just filling in, and it's like kind of a terrifying idea, it's like (laughs) dude, like no, you're not actually seeing that, and there's a doctor, um, researcher type of guy named Dr. Gustav Kuhn, I believe his last name is, Kuhn maybe, I'm not sure, but uh, I was listening and kind of reading about him and his ideas. And he was talking about, there's these things called saccadic or saccadic uh, suppressions. And we do about 50,000 eye movements, which are like saccades, and a day. And when we do that, when it's actually moving for that one-tenth of a second, it's, we're actually, like, we don't record that. It's actually blind. And our brain is just filling that in. So if we do 50,000 eye movements a day, that's about four hours out of our day that we're actually technically blind and our brain is just filling that in. So that has a lot of, um, kind of legal and physical ramifications, like being like when you're driving and like not paying attention or with your eye movements and stuff and like a lot of things we were just taking for granted. But there's also like going back to magic, this is also how, uh, magicians fool us is so with things like the blind spots and the saccades and then also the other type of blindness that I referred to earlier, which is inattentional blindness. So what magicians do is, it's, uh, we all know Prestidigitation by now, sleight of hand, it's like they're, it's a specific type of movements and signals that they're giving you to hack your psychology. So for example, if, in the example that um, Dr. Gustav gave is like he had a lighter in his hand and he flipped the lighter in his left hand, like flicked it to make it light up and that's a, very, um, that's a very important signal for humans, right? Fire, light. So that automatically our brain is like, whoa, what's that, right? And then he puts his right hand over the flame and pretends like he's taking it. Now that's another very important um, trigger there, is movement. So now our eyes are following that. And as we're doing all these tiny saccades, there's all this one-tenth of blindness coming in. And now our attention, so there's the physical blindness, but now our attention, is also being distracted so now there's a in a, there's an attention blindness where you're not paying attention to what's in his hand still and then he does like this thing where he snaps so now our sound sound he's getting more senses to be attended to his right hand meanwhile the lighter still in his left hand he drops the lighter in front of on camera i didn't see it the first time and in front of thousands of people or hundreds of people he's talking to and he's just like everybody's like oh what and he's like they may see it and no one saw it and then he slows it down and he explains it to us. And then the second time we see the lighter drop from his, into his lap and disappear, you know, whatever. And it's not magic. But that's really cool to me because um, obviously the, the optical blindness, the optic nerve blindness, and then also the inattentive blindness. But it's really, I guess not cool, but it's the ramifications of that with like, for example, legal things where people are being asked to remember what happened or what they saw. When you're spending four hours a day just filling in inf- optical information, that's a very scary thing they They'd be like, what did you see? And then a lot of times you might be like, and even if it's not legal, if it's just something, whatever, you might you might be like, how did you not see it? You were right there. And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, like you're, you're actually filling in a lot of your reality. So, I don't know, a lot of cool ideas in there.
0: Wow, and is that magic or is that science? Hmm...
2: <laughs> that sounds like science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds like science. But that is how the type of magic that we think about when we go to a magic show, that's a lot of how it works. <laughs> so that's connecting kind of kind of those two things.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating to me. Then like this kind of evolution and, and, and thinking about, yeah, like a magic show. I mean, the original, like magician at a magic show had an immense understanding of a lot of these psychological phenomena that we're only starting to really put a name to, I would think, um, is that like they, they understood human attentional, like attention, blindness and all these other things. But then it, it took, um, more like formal, the more formal institution of like psychology to develop, to start to put names to these things. Mm-hmm. Um that's crazy.
0: Yeah, I think magic in the traditional sense, though when you think of a magician on a stage performing and trickery using using pieces of psychology or pieces of science that we know are quite similar. but what's interesting to me then is there's also a distinction between magic and miracles mm-hmm. and. I think that, well, I don't think. I believe in miracles. And I believe that magic is more of a form of trickery. And I couldn't tell you why. Because when you're we talking about it in this context, they're similar, right? They're they're the same, one and the same. Things that you cannot be explained or things that cannot be explained. However, miracles generally have a positive connotation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are your guys' thoughts on that?
1: I would, I would put a distinction between magic and miracles in that I would say maybe more that magic is this, like, beyond the realm of, of like, what we currently think is physically possible or what is currently physically possible, like, whatever that boundary kind of is. Um, whereas a miracle, I would associate more with a one-off event, um, that, like, even if there were super low odds that it happened, it happened and it, like, had this profound impact. Um.
0: But it also was an event that could not be explained. So what you're saying is a miracle is also magic, but magic is not a miracle because magic is more general.
1: I think that's what I'm saying, yeah.
2: And your question, Lauren, when you said magic, did you mean like a stage magician? Or do you mean, what did you, exactly did you mean by magic?
0: Magic in the sense of the word as something that we cannot explain. Mm. Which is also what a stage magician generally will do unless he reveals himself.
2: Yes, I think that's something that the people watching and uninitiated can explain, but science can explain it. And that's been a cool thing too, is like science, well forever, magicians have been using unknown science and being called a magic to trick and wow and amaze and swindle people. But now magic is teaching us a lot about science, right? Teaching us about, as I explained, intentional blindness and stuff like that. But the ah uh, yeah the the magic the magic and the miracle stuff, it is really interesting and it even along with the placebo effect and things like that it's interesting because I think in the at least in America, <laughs> I was at the preface because like obviously I, I don't know how they feel in Eastern cultures and stuff but, at least in America I feel like we have a general belief that when you have cancer your odds are impacted by your will to live is that something that you guys have ex- like heard or experienced like That's yeah. idea. right and like that seems like a kind of a magical phenomenon to me. And that seems like a miracle, right? Someone having like a five percent odds to survive something or this or that or I don't know, I guess even being struck by lightning or something like that. And it's like in those type of miracles, uh I guess that like people can just explain them away with like, well they had that one percent chance to live, so they did. But it's like, I don't know, I just I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just like kind of too much of like a simpleton and I just like want to believe so bad, which is, you know, that's a human thing is they want to believe.
0: (laughs) Why, why do people want to believe in magic? Why are we so fascinated with the unknown, the unexplainable?
1: Um, go ahead.
2: Two, two things that I've come across and I can't, one of them is kind of a more general idea. The other one, I can't remember the, um, like the psychologist who said it. So I'm sorry, but I think in general humans, we operate on cause and effect. And it seems like animals do. So when something happens that we can't tell the cause of, or we can't see like a physical cause, we don't want to be like, Oh, like this world makes no sense. It's just nonsensical unpredictability. We want it. We want there to be a cause. So a lot of times that invisible cause is God. Sometimes it's magic, sometimes it's demons, sometimes it's spirits, sometimes it's whatever, you know? And then now in modern, modern world, a lot of times it's, I don't know, a lot of times we know it, a lot of times we don't. But for me, it's been interesting how my transition from believing like something was some sort of like divine whatever and now that we're in the technological age I'm kind of like man we live in assimilation that's 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 what it is like this is simulation stuff this is like glitch in the simulation (laughs) um so I think yeah a lot of times humans like we definitely we want cause and effect we want predictability so that just makes us want like even if it's magic even if it's quote unquote unexplainable we explain it it's magic so we gave it a cause um and when I think what, what, what the one psychologist said, she said that one of the reasons why people believe in magic is because we think of it as like a great equalizer. We think of it as like no matter um, what's going on in the world, whatever the plight is, something magical, a miracle could happen and it could equalize things. It could put you everybody on the same playing field. And I didn't read too much into it to know why exactly she said that, but that was kind of cool to me.
1: Yeah, there were many thoughts bouncing around in my mind, but then I, I was also, I was struggling to articulate what you just were, were talking about, about this world of cause and effects. And I, that reminds me too of some other, um, readings I've, I've come across and, and thoughts I've had about, um, humans trying to find meaning and have, have, uh, like a path to wherever they're trying to get. And like, a way our mind seems to operate at least is that everything needs to have like this path and like what is the like force pushing something along that path um yeah i i think i would agree entirely that um it's when in there when there's a black box there we tend to fill it in with magic or or god, god or um or whatever it is um, or if we believe in a simulation like, oh, the, it's the programmer up there who <laughs> who, who made it happen. Um, but yeah.
0: What's interesting to me is that all of these ideas, if you're willing to abstract, are so, so similar. Mm-hmm. Is God the programmer? Is God the ultimate magician? Is the ultimate magician God? I mean, all of those questions, And maybe they don't matter. Maybe those questions don't matter. But they're questions we could ask and do ask frequently. Um, And so, yeah, just the idea that each of these instances are all just so similar and are always, like we've said, to explain the unknown. But the other thing that comes to mind for me, thinking back to my childhood and reading a lot of magic when I could get it into my house, (laughs) Um, was escapism and like you said the great equalizer the idea that whatever I'm experiencing right now is worth something because maybe I'll discover the magic carpet maybe I'll be invited to Hogwarts maybe there is an end to the means right like maybe this suffering has cause and I think that for many, many people, Harry Potter, the Bible, what have you, offers that. And it's so interesting that they're so similar. And yet people will hold one up to be truth and the other to not be.
2: Yeah, and I think there are... I, I'm kind of like a... I don't know what you'd call it. But I'm kind of someone who like, who believes in like an ideal of truth. And who pers- tries to pursue it. And I obviously, like, I'm someone who, like, well, I guess a different way to put it is, I'm somebody who has fought against the relativity of truth or relativism a lot in my life. And But I can agree that there are different types of truth. And someone who believes the Bible is literal or some other type of truth, but Harry Potter is not, it's definitely really myopic to me because there will also be the scientists who are like, this is fact, this is truth, and the Bible was nonsensical. Which, again, the scientists, therefore, is being myopic to, to me, because I'm like, no, I like, guess science might have some factual, like, physical, explain these type of things and have those type of facts, but there's such thing as, like, moral truth, and there's such thing as, as wisdom, right, that the Bible gives, even if you're not a Christian and don't believe in the God, you can still understand that. And then same with Harry Potter, there's something that these stories, these fictional stories, Tell us about humanity. And ring true for us. And they, they hold up an ideal that a lot of us pursue. And I think that's really, really important. And I think it's a shame that some kids don't know how to read such great texts like that.
0: Are superheroes magicians?
2: Yeah, they gotta yeah. be. I mean, unless you, you know, unless you write a world where it's like somehow technology. But that's the thing. That's magic is just unexplained, like. Aspects of the universe. So it's just right. like, once you figure it out, it's no longer magic because the, the jig is up. <laughs> the yeah. the direction is up. So, so it's just
0: like... What superpower or magical ability do you guys most desire? Mm.
1: What superpower or magical ability do you most desire? It's a great question.
2: I'll tell you which one you don't desire scientifically is invisibility because once you're invisible the light can no longer reflect off of the back of your eyeball and therefore you'll be blind as well <laughs> no, not only will people not be able to see you you will not be able to see <laughs> so, scientifically you don't want that <laughs> wow
0: that's so
1: funny oh man um that is uh yeah i'm trying to think
0: super speed
1: Super speed, super speed for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably because I I watched The Flash and there are so many things in theory that if you can speed up and slow down, you could do. Um mm-hmm. including time travel mm-hmm. and invisibility, right? If you vibrate yeah. so fast that the um that idea most excited me and I really liked The Flash as a Netflix series because of its combination of science explaining away the magic almost and so as someone who enjoys science it was a really feasible series for me to watch
2: yeah
1: yeah i am still thinking i think i would probably have to say like i mean it i said harry potter as a world and so if if i could be one of the wizards in harry potter I think that would be, I mean, there's just something so appealing to that as a like skill or superpower or whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, Just because, I mean, it it is so ingrained in in real life and it just seems like it would be so useful just day to day, like, oh, I wouldn't have to wash the dishes or, but I could also like uh, come up with some potion for whatever I need
2: yeah I agree that's cool I do know super speed is really hard to beat because yeah. even if you want to like dash incredible it I don't remember is their last name
1: incredible mm-hmm. or is it... dash and the incredibles I think is so. that their actual
2: last name incredible uh, or no, or I, that think... just, is that just I name? don't know no I, I don't think it is I think they actually think... have a last name but dash yeah. incredible the kid like you can even just like slow it down and just be like kind of the fastest person in the world and just become yeah. like a professional athlete because <laughs> yeah. obviously if they know you have super speed they're not going to let you but if you're just like 0.5 seconds faster than Usain Bolt. It's like you might be, you know, <laughs> <laughs> might you might just can. be the man. Super, speed. and then you can like, obviously, if you can run at a light speed, pretty much, Flash can, then it's like you also have to be able to process information that quickly. So you're also a genius. And just like there's yeah. so many things about Super Speed that's really hard it's to a really beat. Good point. But since Lauren already took that phenomenal one, it's like, and then he can also like vibrate through walls. He's yep. so cool. Yeah. He can like create tornadoes and stuff. Hey. Flash is amazing.
1: The information thing is like, is definitely appealing to me. Like, I know, um, I know. Be I able can able read, read like, like five books stuff. a day or whatever. Five like, books a day? books a day. <laughs> you can <laughs> read
2: like a thousand if you want A thousand a day. If your eyes are just... Oh, <laughs> dude, oh my gosh, but I don't know. I guess besides super sweet, maybe teleportation, like Nightcrawler from the X-Men, just like peer places. You don't have to pay for flights. You can just like boom in Bali. <laughs> Dang. Don't, don't get your That would also
1: be sweet. Be nice. Um man magic
0: yeah we've been all over the board today but i think the theme has been that when there's something unexplainable people try to find answers right and that's also the theme of common science is that when we have a question when there's something that we're struggling with whether it's a phenomena that we can't understand or a behavior that we can't understand we strive to answer the question And I hope that that's something you can take away from this magic cast is that humans are driven to answer complex questions that we can't always understand. And whether it's magic or God or a simulation or science, the important thing is asking the question. So that's it for this week on Common Science. We don't have all the questions or all the answers, but the best thing you can do is get out there and ask some questions and find your own answers.